Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Puig, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here this afternoon. As, uh, we'll talk Jefferson Martinsburg here in a moment, but uh, live right now on uh, Video Productions is the West Virginia Class AAA State Softball Championship Tournament. And in the top of the 11th inning, Jefferson on top of James Monroe, correct, Colin? Yeah. James John Monroe. Marshall, uh, John Marshall. John Marshall, yeah, excuse yeah. me. John Marshall High School. Four to one, a breakthrough inning in the top of the eleventh inning after Jefferson tied it in the top of the seventh inning to get into extras and a breakthrough inning with three runs here on a three-two count here with one out and a runner on third base. They could make it five to one here. Yeah, uh, comeback Jefferson Cougars right now. As you said, it was uh, tied at one to one, but before that, it was one nothing from the first all the way to that. Uh, top of the seventh inning it was uh the monarchs getting a solo home run there in the first inning and lacy lewis for uh jefferson with two outs and a runner on third got a single right up the middle to uh tie the game at one and now jefferson in control up four to one and uh hopefully they can hang on there in the bottom of the 11th once it gets to uh there and move on in the winner's bracket later today yeah, it'd definitely be huge, and uh, we'll keep you updated throughout the show. I, I, I'm hoping it'll get wrapped up here in the next bottom of the inning. 3-2 uh, count and a hit over to third. It brings another runner home. It's now 5-1 with two outs. So Jefferson looking like they're no, they called make, her safe. They called her safe. There you go. So, so it's 5-1 to one with one out and a runner on first. There you go. The Jefferson Lady Cougars um, doing something big here in the extra innings at the Class AAA State Tournament. But let's talk about the game that we had yesterday. A soggy, rain-soaked Sager Field, uh, the site for the Class AAA Region 2 Best of 3 Championship Series Game 1. And it seemed like an exact replica of the second game between these two teams in April, right before the Mingo Bay Classic down at... um, down in South Carolina, the Jefferson Cougars and the Martinsburg Bulldogs played at P.O. Faulkner Park, and the exact score, 3-1. to one. And the pitching scenario for Jefferson, not the same pitchers, but the exact innings number, like inning-wise, four and a third last night for Sammy Roberts, four and a third for Daquan Shipe back in April, and two and two-thirds for Griffin Horowitz last night and back in April and Jefferson gets the win. Sammy Roberts on the mound, four and one-third innings, three hits, one run, one earned, three walks, seven strikeouts. Griffin Horwitz comes in to mop things up, two and two-thirds innings, one hit, uh, one walk, and one strikeout. Sammy Roberts came through at the plate with a clutch two-out RBI, two-RBI single, and here it is last night, from, or yesterday afternoon from the broadcast. 1-1 one, one delivery on the way. That swung on into right field, coming around to score is Sinfuegos, and... Bailey as well, throw cut off by Morris. A 3 nothing lead now for the Cougars on an RBI single from Sammy Roberts. 
And Sammy Roberts there with that two-out RBI single. He was our WVU Medicine Player of the Game. Uh, but looking back for Martinsburg, four total hits on the night, two of those hits coming or afternoon, two of those hits coming from Hudson Clement with a walk as well, a hit from Isaiah Morris, a hit from Caleb Edwards. Uh, that one nearly a home run yesterday, uh, or one of its hits nearly a home run. That did not occur, though. It was just at the wall. Carson Buber 0 for 2 with a sack fly, though. That got the dogs on the board. But it was a three-run bottom of the third inning for Jefferson there. Martinsburg's adds that first run there, or that own, their only run in the top of the fourth inning. Uh, and Sammy Roberts was in the jam, and he was about to come out of the game. He thought he was coming out of the game. Coach Lowry Sr. walks to the the mound yesterday. A very interesting scenario, something that I've personally never seen in baseball. We'll hear from him, and he's, he was asked about that yesterday uh, in the post game that we had with him on the broadcast. But he, Coach Lowry Sr. is walking out there, and Sammy Roberts is about to walk off the mound, about to hand him the ball, and he says, go back. You're going to pitch another pitch. And if I'm I'm thinking if he would have gotten a strike on the next pitch, would he got what you got a ball, he may have stayed in for the batter. But uh Finn Horowitz was already had already been warmed up during the half of an inning when they were hitting, and he comes in and he does what he does all the time, Nick, and he just shuts the door. Yeah, like I said on the game yesterday, I think he's the best player in the EPAC overall, uh, when it comes to hitting, pitching, and defense. Um and he showed that yesterday with his ability to get out of that jam that Jefferson was in because it was a 2-0 count, and when Sammy comes out, Horwitz comes in and makes it a 3-0 count. So it's like, how is he going to get out of this? And he and he finds a way to do it, and that's just, you know, big-time players making big-time plays and big moments, and, uh, you know, it was good to see. So Jefferson certainly has the momentum right now. I mean, they've dominated – well, not dominated in terms of score, but they've won all three games – they keep finding ways to beat Martinsburg, and Martinsburg still has the confidence, I think, that they can come back and win this series, but you can't be feeling super great about it. So it looks like we've froze, or I froze on, on TV. Just hit reset <laughs> I will do on that. your camera. But uh, I'll get into my uh, little thoughts about this game, and I think the big difference was how many times Martinsburg struck out last night compared to Jefferson eight strikeouts against uh the Martinsburg lineup there two against uh Morris one against Boober two against Camby and then two against Lupus and one against uh Sonovich for the eight total and then Jefferson they only struck out twice one was Carter the other was Paul Vanelli well, so that has in to a do competitive with the game though when it's three when, to one, and those strikeouts are are huge. Yes, and, and Caleb Edwards had a great outing last night. Three or six innings, four hits, three runs, three were earned. Just one bad inning there, and if it wasn't for you know missing the zone a little bit, and what was that? Six straight balls or seven straight balls? Hey, he gave up four walks. Yeah, but two back to back walks that were clutch for Sammy Roberts to be able to bring in those two runs. That's you, the thing. You get you. you he should have attacked Sinfuegos, really. It just seems like you have to be perfect yeah. if you're going to beat Jefferson. Yeah, because even though you say it's a great game, the three runs, that that's too much against Jefferson. It, it, it seems really that is. way, especially when you haven't been able to score more than one run in each of the three games. So it'll be interesting tonight. I think Daquan Shipe's going to go for Jefferson. So I don't. At least that's the last we heard. I could be wrong. Who pitched in the second game? Was it Horowitz last time? No, the second game? You're yeah. talking about who was the second person to come in? I'm talking about last time they played. No, it was Shipe. 
Okay, it I was Daquan. Yeah, because I went back during the game yesterday. I was like, this game, when it was 3-1, to one, I was like, it's starting to feel like that game right before, as I just mentioned, right before Mingo Bay. So I went back to the game changer for that game, which was, I believe, like April... 11th? That sounds Yes, right April sure. 11th. Yeah. It was April 11th, and... Good job. Jefferson, though, they scored three runs... Uh, one in the first, one in the third, and one in the sixth. The game was final three to one. Martinsburg had six hits in that game, but ten they struck out ten times. Yeah, I remember that now more. Boober went pitching. Boober went for Martinsburg six innings. Isaiah Morris came in for one inning. Scheip went four and one third, five hits, no runs, one walks, five strikeouts. Griffin Horowitz two and two thirds, exactly like yesterday. He had five strikeouts though in that one, and he gave up one run. But I mean that. That game, when you look at the box score, not necessarily the in the whole game, it kind of reminded me mid game of that. So, yeah. um, and the weather crazy. should be better today, so that will yeah. help the pitchers, I think, on both sides. Because I know talking to Sammy just a little bit myself, you know, he was telling me that he was slipping a little bit on the mound. And well, they don't have to worry about that with turf, right? That shouldn't be an issue today, but also just in general, the weather will be better, you'll be able to get a better grip on the ball. Yeah, and that probably is what happened down there in that right field corner with that uh, uh, the double, well, the single that was a double on the throw Yeah, there. I think that it was just kind of gripping the baseball. But here after the game, we caught up with Coach John Lowry Sr., then Sammy Roberts. Here are the interviews from the game. Coach Lowry, can you hear us? I can hear you fine. Yes. All right, big win for you guys today. And uh, – Sammy able to go four and a third on, on the mound, but also help you guys offensively. We had the big hit, drove in the two runs, which were the difference. Another close nip and tuck game, two to one, three to one, three to one. I mean, yeah, we've been fortunate to get the break when we needed it and the big hit when we needed it. And certainly Sammy delivered that today. He threw well, and Finn does what Finn's been doing for us all year. He comes in and fresh arm with some velocity and competes. And I think the I thought the one six three double play in the sixth inning was just huge. I mean that was a that was a big time high school play right there. Yeah, the one six the double play was huge. He you know talk about Griff first. He came in two zero count first pitch. Uh, next thing you know it's three zero one out bases loaded and he wiggles off the hook there. Uh, he throws the contact and then uh, he gets a big uh, he, he gets you out of that inning and then he comes in like you said uh, big double right off the bat first pitch and next thing you know he's out of the inning with a with a one six three double play so just great execution there and uh, well you know usually when he comes in he is under the gun like that with guys on base or uh-huh. uh, we've brought him in mid count at other times and he's responded to that and uh-huh. that's uh, you know he's he's played that role and I think he kind of uh, relishes it a little bit and. Um, certainly, we're very fortunate to have him on our side. Yeah, just so the two out hitting there kind of take us through that inning there. You guys got a couple. You got a, a base hit from Hefner. Four pitch walk to Sinfuegos was a big mistake by Martinburg there. They, they didn't let him get himself out. And then you get Bailey with a base hit, and then you then you get the two out base hit by Roberts. Both opposite way, both letting the ball get deep, both just not trying to do too much at that point. Well, you talk about you know Josh Sinfuegos and hits at bat. Josh doesn't get himself out. You got to get Josh out by throwing right. the ball across the plate. Right. And um, and he, he'll take a walk. He'll let a pitch hit him. Uh, you know, he was trying to bunt in that situation. And a lot of times guys will bunt pitches out of the strike zone. But he mm-hmm. didn't. He took the walk. Yep. And obviously, we you know, with Connor being one of our better hitters, we weren't going to bunt with him. And he mm-hmm. was able to deliver. And then, uh, you know, Sammy gets the two-out hit. And, yeah. 
like we said earlier in pregame, you know, it comes down to one pitch at a time, and you never know which pitch is going to make the difference. And uh, that hit was the difference. And uh, you know, we we got some crucial defensive plays, and it, it's yeah. a good team win all the way around. Yeah, back to back times, uh, fourth in, uh, third inning and fourth inning. You got base hits by Hefner. You got walks by Sanfuegos. Turned your lineup back over. There's a couple of the free bases that you got there. Uh, later on, uh, Hefner got on base with a walk, and then you got the fly out that by Sanfuegos. So your bottom of your lineup, your eight nine guys were uh, on base. What uh, four of the five, or excuse me, five of the six opportunities to turn the lineup over. So that's pretty big in that situation for those guys. And then turn it over to your better hitters, or like you said, and those guys to to come through like that. You lost the free base game seven to five tonight, but that does what. But also you uh, left. You allowed Martinsburg to leave themselves bases loaded. A man on third, a man on second, base loaded, and a double play. So that shows what your team can do under adversity as well. Well, you know, you're going to lose the free base game to Martinsburg with that young man they have at the top right. of the order because mm-hmm. he's going to, you know, he's going to run. He's right. he's, a, he's a quality player, and um, you know, we were fortunate that while he did get on base, it, it, you know, we were able to con- mm-hmm. kind of contain it a little bit. So, so um, who are we going to see tomorrow? Okay, who are you going to see tomorrow on the mound? Oh, who are we going to yeah. see tomorrow? Well, you know, uh, maybe uh, we uh, we're thinking Shipe could be. Uh, uh, at this point, it's Shipe, okay. and then that the way we'd have Dave for uh, you know the Thursday game if we got it, and mm-hmm. and uh, with. Uh, Finn being under 50 pitches, he'd be available the day after tomorrow, too. Final Good. question. What's it going to take for you guys to get the sweep tomorrow? <laughs> Score more runs in seven minutes. That's, I mean, well, I guess that's kind of a smart answer. But, no, seriously, we've got to continue playing good defense. Mm-hmm. i like to see us score a few more runs. You know, Martinsburg, you've got to uh, – you can't relax. You've got to pitch to beat them. And, uh, um, you know, it's going to be another uh, fun game tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. So we're looking forward to it. All right, congratulations. Congrats Coach. on the win. And tomorrow. Hopefully it'll be drier tomorrow. Okay, thank you all. <laughs> Now we're waiting here as we'll hand it over to the winning pitcher this afternoon, Sammy Roberts. And you did it, you did well on the mound, but also you got that timely hit there for your team in the timely RBI. Yes, sir. Yeah, it uh, felt really great. See, two outs, uh, base hit, and uh, you kind of stayed behind the baseball, took the ball that way, didn't do too much. What was you thinking through that at bat? I just knew we had uh, two runners in scoring position. Uh, the really quick on the base path and if i get the ball the right side they're definitely going to score so you got you got uh you left you left a couple of base runners on you got the second inning you got the three straight strikeouts from the bottom you got four of your uh seven strikeouts there in a row in the second and third you were cruising along um and then you kind of hit a little bit of a wall there in the fifth uh walk um you know, it seemed like the wheels kind of fell off, and then Griffin came in there. It looked like you were ready to come out when John come out, but then he put you back up on the mound. Take us through that mound visit there. Yeah, so I thought um, I thought he was going to pull me. Yeah, I did you too. Know, <laughs> when you when you miss your pitches like that, he's usually very mm-hmm. quick to take you out. Right. We all know that. So mm-hmm. I knew that with uh, with Finn coming back in, he always closes very well. So. Right. Very happy with that. So he said, I'll give you one more pitch? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it was a ball. So well, it's really good to have a team win like that, to, to be able to rely on you to come in and uh, leave base runners on like that, go as far as you could, and then have Finn there to go to. So congratulations to you. What's it going to take tomorrow to finish this thing off? I think if we just uh, play really well defensively and get a little bit mm-hmm. nicer weather. <laughs> yeah, nicer weather. And uh, pitching, I think, will be great. Will be All right, congratulations. All right, WVU Medicine Player of the all right, that was Sammy Roberts, the WVU Medicine player of the game from yesterday, as well as Cougars head coach John Lowry Sr. And it should be a good one today, 7 p.m. at P.O. Faulkner Park, 6.35 for us on the pregame radio, TV, and on YouTube. Uh, thinking The thinking is Martinsburg is going to run out Carson Boober because his 
you know, Coach Byler said he likes his one through three guys. Yeah. But this is a do-or-die game, so maybe you see another pitcher come in. I mean, Caleb Edwards is the only guy they burned yesterday. So I could see Joe Paulson today, though. Yeah. The experience as a senior, a guy that pitched great to get them to this point in the sectional championship game. I think that would make a lot of sense. Uh, I know Boober's been great for them all year, but I think we might see Paulson. I I wouldn't be surprised if it's either one, but I'm kind of leaning toward thinking Joe Paulson in a mess win game at this point. Yeah, but I mean, if they make it tomorrow, tomorrow would be a must win game. There might not be a tomorrow, Spencer. Yeah, I know, but you're talking about must win games, so. And then Daquan Shipe, the projected starter for the Cougars, as you heard from Coach John Lowry Sr. there in the post game interview projected so they could throw us a curveball maybe Jarrett day i don't know who knows we'll have to see tonight when we get the lineups uh, but again 7 p.m first pitch for p.o faulkner park pregame show for us 6 35 before we hit the break want to update you and congratulate the jefferson lady cougar softball team they get a six to one victory over john marshall in 11 innings 12 hits for the lady cougars they will face the winner of st albans lincoln county later today in the winner's side of the bracket uh, but the big win there, Colin. You were watching that during the, uh, inter- the when we were playing back the interviews. Great comeback. They blew it open, and uh, John Marshall had five errors, so that definitely didn't help them. And uh, you want to play in the winner's bracket when you're down in South Charleston, so hopefully they can get another win, and I'll have that uh, score hopefully for you during the uh, postgame scoreboard show tonight. Yeah. It, it, everything's now pushed back a little bit later because I believe the next game was supposed to start at noon. Yeah, it says half an hour after the conclusion. So it won't start until 1 o'clock, give or take. All right, well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we will talk NBA playoffs. Big win for Dallas last night. Uh, Celtics and Heat, pivotal game five tonight. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio, WRNR, and TV 10. Back in two minutes. Ain't got bars nor the charge to call her anyways. My mind's a mile a minute. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest-growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Not sure where to go or who to trust with your flooring project? And start with Trips Flooring, proudly serving the area for more than 25 years. Specializing in floor sanding and refinishing, along with installation of new flooring, including hardwood, tile, vinyl, laminate, carpet, and the hottest trend in flooring luxury vinyl, tile, and luxury vinyl plank. Are you on a budget? Check out their warehouse, cash and carry, or call 304-229-7009, or visit them online at tripsfloorsanding.com. Are you considering selling your home and don't know where to start? Then call Chris Ross and the Milestone Real Estate Group at Keller Williams. A Martinsburg High School graduate, Chris knows the local market and he's proven it as number one real estate team in West Virginia in 2019. Phone Milestone Real Estate Group at Keller Williams at 304-579-7349 or go to callchrisross.com. Let's celebrate your real estate milestone together. 
Looking for some nightlife? Then look no further. Laddie's Bar and Grill has a full bar and kitchen, pool table, and entertainment with great food at affordable prices. You can dine in or carry out by calling us at 304-263-5233. Laddie's is open Monday through Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 3 a.m. and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. We serve breakfast all day long, and our lunch and dinner specials are posted every day on our Facebook page. So stop on in to Laddie's Bar and Grill located at 107 Lutz Avenue in Martinsburg. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this Wednesday, May 25th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. We'll talk some NBA. Uh, playoffs here. Mavericks get the 119-109 victory last night over the Warriors. Warriors lead the series 3-1. to uh, But the Mavericks get a game last night. And Luka Doncic, a double-double, nearly a triple-double, with he had 30 points, 14 rebounds, 9 assists. Um, the Warriors made a big comeback in that fourth quarter. But uh, when you give up two 34-plus quarters, uh, it's going to be hard with one nearly 40-point quarter to get get that back after you only scored 24 23 23 in the first three quarters i think we knew that dallas had the ability to win a game win a game based on how they had played earlier in the series but i do i did wonder i think i guess based on how they blew that lead if they would still have enough to do that again and they did last night and it was a great game from luca like you mentioned uh he got some great support as well to help get that win so a 10 point win Again, it's still Golden State Series with the 3-0 lead, but they're going to at least try to make things competitive. It wasn't a great shooting night for the Warriors, at least from their star players. They didn't get up enough shots, in my opinion. You know, Curry only getting 16 and 10 from Thompson. I mean, a lot of that might have had to do with the score and, and trying to limit those minutes, but they just really didn't get the offensive production that they normally get from those guys. And then they were able to get a pretty balanced attack from Dallas, even with the Dodgers getting 30. You also have Finney Smith pouring 23, 18 from Reggie Bullock, uh, 15 from Brunson, 10 from Dinwiddie, 13 from Kleber. So a lot of production there from the Mavs offense, but the thing is they probably can't keep that up. I mean, they shot 50% last night, and they shot 45% from three. They made 23s as a team. So it's like that one outlier game, they had that earlier in the series, but they blew that game and they ended up falling apart late. And they kind of fell apart late in this game, but it didn't really matter. It was too little, too late for Golden State uh, to mount a hey, comeback. That rhyme. Hey. <laughs> but I'm not a poet. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, good win for the Mavs. They at least have made the series a little bit more interesting, but overall it does seem like uh, the Warriors are going to come out on top. Yeah, definitely. I, game, I agree. I would agree as well. Game uh, five on Thursday in San Francisco at Chase Center as the Warriors will host 9 p.m. TNT. The line for this one via Caesar Sportsbook, Warriors favored by seven at home. Yeah, I mean, it's at home. I feel like Golden State's not going to let that one slip to go back and uh, have a game of six in Dallas. As Nick said last night, it, they showed that they could win one. We could see signs during the series that Dallas could win one, but 
Yesterday, I was kind of questioning, have they just been gassed from how long and competitive the other series has has been for them throughout this playoffs? But they got one. I, I feel like that's all, though. Golden State, I think, will Doncic win in five now. This after the game, quote, I mean, I still believe we can win, you know. Swept or not swept, in the end, if you lose, you lose. Doesn't matter how we win. We'll have to go game by game. We're going to believe until the end, end quote. So, I mean, I they've like already been the biggest surprise of the playoffs. But. Yeah. I mean, I think Luka obviously has to have confidence in himself and in his team. Uh, that they can, you know, come back here from 3-0. It's not likely, but they do have one of the best players in the NBA. And really, you look at these teams in terms of record and stuff like that, like the Warriors only won one more game during the regular season than Dallas did. So it's not like a huge difference in terms of what they've done all season. But you look at the individual talent, it does seem like Golden State has overall more firepower, and that's typically what helps you in, in the playoffs when it really matters. So... You know, it's hard to imagine. Maybe they get another game if they can. Well, it's going to be in San Francisco, so it's going to be very tough to do that. But maybe they could get another one. But it, it just doesn't seem possible. Even if they were to get another one, they're they're not going to come back and win this series. I, I would doubt it. I mean, Golden State's blown a three-one lead before, but this was a three-zero lead, as we all know. Oh, they'd never yeah. hear the end of it if it was a 3 lead that was never, blown never. in the Western Conference Finals. Never, yeah. never, never. I'd never stop talking about that for as long as the NBA is a I mean, if we remember, too, I think it was the same year that OKC had blown the 3-1 lead against the Warriors to allow mm-hmm. them to get to the finals, and then they would blow the 3-1 lead to the Cavs. But, and we'll see how uh, this all goes down. All right, we'll move over to the other game tonight, Pivotal Game 5. In the Eastern Conference Finals, Celtics at Heat, 8.30 p.m. ESPN. Series tied at two, as I mentioned. Excuse me, Boston favored by two in this one via Caesar Sportsbook. Colin, what do the Celtics need to win tonight? Don't take, play take dumb basketball. I mean, the, the two games that you've lost was because of absolute disastrous quarters all the other quarters you were fine but it was that one quarter there in the uh first loss when you were outscored by like 25 i think it was and then the other loss you couldn't shoot the ball and allowed 24 uh turnovers 19 steals there in game three so other than those two factors even though granite miami heat there in last game they couldn't shoot the ball either so they could be saying the same thing if it wasn't for that maybe we'd be or uh, Miami would have the series already in hand easily but Boston just needs to play their game hopefully Marcus Smart's back uh, and we'll see how it goes it's in Miami so I wouldn't be surprised but at the same time I've really been surprised at how this series has gone because we haven't had a close game yet I mean, the closest was that 109-103 Game 3 Miami win, but at one point that was a 26-point lead for Miami that Boston got back into one, and from there there were just more turnovers by Marcus Smart, and the series, or the game uh, went Miami's way. Yeah, and obviously the Heat are hoping for the return of Tyler Hero. Uh, that would... They need a hero, if you want to say that. <laughs> and they could use him tonight, obviously, Definitely. to help their squad. So 
you know, Tyler Hero, a huge part of the team. They don't have him last game and they get blown out by 20. I mean, you're talking about the sixth man of the year in the NBA. So a very important piece on that bench. Uh, but it, it has been a weird series. The team that wins game five typically wins the series. And I picked the Celtics to win this series in seven. So I'm going to take the Celtics tonight. But it's definitely not a pick that you feel a ton of confidence in based on kind of the back and forth and just the way the two teams have played at times. Boston's looked great at times. Miami has looked great. And they really haven't put together a competitive basketball game like Colin said. And it's been a very weird series, a very weird playoffs, I think, overall in that sense. That doesn't feel like a lot of the games have been close. Um, so, I, And if you're a fan of just basketball, have no interest in rooting for either team, have you really enjoyed this series? Yeah. I would say probably not. I mean, obviously, I don't really care about either team. And I'm just kind of sitting out here yeah. like, well, this has been kind of like you're turning the game off because it's like, oh, this is a 30 point yeah. game. Yeah. All right. Well, final thing we'll get here before we hit the break the all NBA first through three third teams were announced. Luka Doncic, first team, Devin Booker, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jason Tatum, Nikola Jokic, all first team believe the MVP of the league this year was Jokic. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Yep. Uh, second team is John Morant, Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid. All-NBA third team, Trey Young, Chris Paul, Pascal Siakam. That's how you say it. LeBron James and Carl Anthony Towns. What do we think? I I feel like LBJ was just on there because I mean, he LeBron did lead James. the league in points per game. So, What do we think? Any, any, I'm not uh, in disagreement, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to like look at that individually again just because that was a lot of names being thrown at me and i can't think of anybody necessarily that was left off uh here are the others receiving votes rudy gobert devin mitchell uh bomb mitchell what donovan Donovan mitchell uh bomb uh bam out of bio jimmy butler jalen brown chris middleton drool holiday desmond bain uh mccall bridges dejounte murray Fred Van Fleet, and then Kyrie Irving got a single vote. The only thing, the only person I think that you could make an argument should have been on one of those teams is probably Jimmy Butler, but I don't know who you would take off of the teams to put him yeah. on. Yeah. Good point. I like that point, Nick. All right. Well, that'll do it. I mean, he was the best player on the number one scene in the yeah. East. So. That will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Arsini's Home Store, not just appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It is family-owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson. We go to Orsini's.com for more on the other side of this break. A lot of things to get in the NFL. New news coming out about the uh, stadium for the Commanders. That's next after this two-minute break. Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200-square-foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns & Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251. 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. 
At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun. It comes from knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off ID1 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with a variety of courses taught by NRA certified instructors. Sign up for the Intro to Long Range Rifle course, which will be held on June the 4th and June the 5th. No prerequisite courses are required to take this class. You can also register for the Saturday, June 11 Basic Fundamentals of Shooting a Handgun course. This class qualifies the student for a West Virginia Concealed Carry Permit. To register and find out more, visit valleyguns2.com. What do you get when the longest, hardest, widest runway in the state of West Virginia is asked to host the 250th birthday of Berkeley County? A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness an afternoon of fun, music, and finish with the largest fireworks show worthy of a 250-year-old. Visit Eastern West Virginia Regional Airport on Sunday, July 3rd with gates opening at 2.50 p.m., of course. We'll have food trucks, libation, and something for all ages as we celebrate Berkeley 250. Go to berkeleywv250.com and click on events to get the full lineup of fun. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix for your Wednesday, May 25th, 2022 on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Spooning, Ferzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us today. We've got a lot to discuss in this NFL segment. We will start with the commanders. They have acquired rights to purchase land in Virginia for a potential new stadium. It was originally reported that they had purchased the land for a hundred plus million dollars and that is now not accurate they have purchased rights to have the ability to purchase land a portion of 200 acres in woodbridge virginia about 23 miles southwest of washington dc it would cost the organization roughly a hundred million dollars they are also reportedly looking to purchase another 65 to 70 acres of land as well um, John Kime of ESPN was the first to report it. It's kind of been everywhere because there's actually been no purchase. Like Everything's been kind of hearsay about everything, but what is being reported is that the land in Woodbridge, approximately 200 acres, they want to purchase to build the stadium and build a whole mini city and do like Jerry World and uh, around Lambeau and Patriot Place where you'd have the stadium, potentially a concert venue they want to do, uh, stores, shopping, retail, and restaurants. They want to big, make a big whole metropolis. And then this other land they're looking to purchase, 65 to 70 acres of land, would be the team's headquarters and training facility. So they're making the full move uh, if they were to do so. But my personal opinion on this this is all leverage, trying to get leverage. Uh, apparently, there is a deal on the table for $400 million in support from the state of Maryland and money from Prince George's County to re- to build a new stadium on the current site of FedEx Field. Uh, but I think Washington wants more. So I think they're trying to leverage. Also in play, potentially RFK, a lot of hoops to jump through there with federal land and then potentially Loudoun County, but uh, they wanted 
they were trying to pay 150 million dollars for a quarry the people that own the quarry want them to pay like 400 million dollars so i don't know a bunch of hoopla going around uh but it was originally reported that they had purchased the land it has come out that they have not but they have the option to purchase the land uh but the most interesting thing coming out is they want to build a 60,000 seat stadium yeah, because you can't fill a 90,000 or whatever it 85. is at FedEx, so I guess shrink it down. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. But if it's only 60,000, you're still going to have a Super Bowl there? I don't know. If, if it's domed, I guess. First, that'd be the first step if it's yeah. domed at only 60,000. Yeah, I don't know. Is I that just, Super Bowl worthy? They, Nobody they, wants to go to Woodbridge, Virginia for the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, but do you know where... I mean, did you know where... Uh, just for instance, nobody goes there for the Super Bowl because they don't play a Super Bowl there. Uh, but they did play a Super Bowl. I'm going to use two different sites. Patriot Place is not anywhere close. Foxborough yeah, is nowhere close to Boston. I know. I've been there. Uh, and then the Meadowlands. Yeah. Way far out from New York. Yeah. They New had Jersey. a Super Bowl so there. They did have a Super Bowl there. They so did. But a lot of things to go around, uh, but they have acquired the rights to buy the land and Virginia, as a state, their legislator legislation is meeting uh, for budget reasons next week. So apparently, that's kind of where they want to do. But the I just hope Dan Snyder's not involved. I don't know. Wouldn't he By have then? to be involved? I mean, at the start. Yeah. I don't know, but that's uh, that's news on that front. Like I've right reported, now, yeah. I had reported on the uh, morning sportscast that they had bought the land. Uh, but that was when those reports had not come out yet. But that's that's what's going on right now in the land of the Commanders trying to build a new stadium. Uh, the Ravens have added to their cornerback room. They've signed Kyle Fuller. Uh, good pickup there, Nick. I think it's solid, yeah. I mean, he's not the same player he was a few years ago, but still a very decent contributor, uh, guy that stays healthy, which was a big thing for the Ravens' secondary last year was they didn't stay healthy. Uh, they need a slot corner. Fuller got some experience playing that last year in Denver. Um, so, overall, I think it's a, a decent addition to the team. The secondary is definitely the strength of the defense right now. Their pass rush is kind of non-existent because both of their main pass rushers are coming off of season-ending injuries. And David Ajobo, uh, the guy they drafted in the second round, obviously tore his Achilles, I believe it was, when he was um, working out for the draft so you know their their pass rush isn't there but the secondary could be good enough to maybe uh, allow those pass rushers to get after the quarterback I think that's kind of the thoughts of the Ravens right now presuming those guys are healthy though because Humphrey and Peters both had season injury season ending injuries last year Uh, they have a rookie in Kyle Hamilton stepping in and then Marcus Williams along with Chuck Clark kind of in a rotation at safety Uh, but on paper, it's one of the best secondaries in the NFL. We'll see if they can stay healthy and produce at that level that they did before the injuries. I think that's really the key for the Ravens. Anything on this, Colin? Not much about the Ravens. I agree that uh, I feel like it will be a good addition to uh, their secondary. That's really about it. Definitely. And uh, other news in the AFC North, the Steelers are expected to name Omar Khan as their next general manager, replacing uh, Kevin Colbert, who is stepping down following last season. Uh, This guy, 
that they're hiring is actually a hire from within. He has been uh, promoted from the what is what was his old title? I can't find it now. I don't see his old title, but he's been there for two decades. He's been there since two thousand one. Has been like basically the GM's right hand man. He spent the past six seasons. He was responsible as the for vice managing. president yes. of football and business administration, and so he was go. responsible for the salary cap. Uh, they've also, meanwhile, hired Eagles VP of Player Personnel Andy Waddell as their assistant GM. Uh, so they're looking. They've added somebody there as an assistant GM, and they've called up basically their assistant GM before that was an officially titled assistant GM. Right. But I mean, you get a guy who knows that organization who has helped the salary cap. I think that could be the best thing for the Steelers to stay in house. Yeah, it sounds like it was between Con and then uh, Brandon Hunt, the Steelers director of pro scouting. And from what I've heard from my uh, friends that are Steeler fans, they really like uh, them selecting uh, Con and we'll see how he does. It seems like the sense, as you said, it's a hire from within at Pittsburgh uh, trusts him and they've been doing well for the past two decades so it sounds like at least in my opinion that it makes sense to hire within and go with him yeah i mean that's kind of a steelers type move uh we knew probably they weren't gonna go with like some big name probably go with somebody that has been around the organization kind of knows how things work and uh we'll try to keep the model of consistency that they've had for the last two decades and really for a very long time, you know, dating back to the 90s uh, when they were in the Super Bowls and mid-80s, they weren't that great. But in the 70s, they were obviously, you know, the best franchise in the league. So it's one of the best franchises of all time. And you'll or in the league, like when you look at all time records and stuff like that, and they're going to try to keep that model of consistency in kind of a new era with Kenny Pickett taking over a quarterback and a new GM. But Mike Tomlin's still there and you expect the Steelers, even if they have a down year this year. Uh, to be right back in contention again next year. By the way, not so fast there. We don't know if it's going to be Pickett starting this year. Well, eventually he'll take over, though. You don't use a first-round draft pick to never use a quarterback. That is is very true. Uh, (laughs) It's Jordan Love. Uh, All right, we've got got some exciting news in the NFL. For that, potential news. They're looking to do something. For that, we need a drum roll. The NFL is discussing the future of the Pro Bowl, including possible elimination of the tackle game. Finally. No more Pro Bowl that's boring. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. It's not going to be boring anymore. Maybe they'll do something actually fun. How can it not be boring? Don't watch it anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nobody watches it. I think if they did a flag game, that would potentially be... I mean, probably more people watch the dodgeball, I feel like. Goodell says the NFL will consider turning the Pro Bowl into a celebration of players rather than actually than playing an actual game. You know what? Make it a golf tournament down in Hawaii. I think that'd be more entertaining. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what they should do because I. I feel like when I was a kid, the Pro Bowl was at least yeah, decent. It was. It was that. The Sean Taylor the All Star Game. Even though I'm in the minority for baseball fans, when I said that I actually liked the All Star Game mattering between the league that won was the one that hosted the World Series. I, f- I still feel like the Major League Baseball All-Star game. Like it's, it's tough to have a bad baseball game when it's just like superstars playing. But I, I liked that because it made it matter, unlike the Pro Bowl. And I, I never NBA was a All-Star huge fan game, of that. I know I'm in the minority with that, and I accept it. But 
who cares about the Pro Bowl or whatever goes on that week anyway? I mean, There's I'm plenty just, of other sporting events that go on that I feel like trump the Pro Bowl. That's what I'm saying. I feel like they, they're finally realizing that people aren't watching. It's not but entertaining. Even the, player, it, the players don't want to be there. The, people watching the players don't want to be there. I mean, they don't want to play the game. They want to be there in a way on vacation fully paid for. That's why I say make it a Move it back you know, to Hawaii. Move it, it after the Super Bowl. And it might go back to being decent. That's go. how it used to be, and it was okay. It was watchable. All right, there's Nick opi- Nick's opinion on that. I would agree on that opinion as well. Uh, but that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online or the Axle Auto app. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap things up. Talking baseball, the Nationals continue to struggle. Strasburg struggled in his uh, rehab start last night. The Orioles should have won last night, but they didn't. We'll talk about that when we wrap things up next on this edition of the Sports Mix. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. And we've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepherd Rams quarterback Tyson Bagent. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. Life can get in the way these days. We all know that. Work commitments, social commitments, volunteer commitments, family commitments. You put your heart into all of it. You've got enough to worry about already. Your roof shouldn't be one of those things. Everything should just work. But when your roof is in need of an upgrade, you shouldn't have to worry about that either. Modern Renovations, your four-state roofing solution. Reminding you that home is where the heart really is. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix here where we wrap things up. Segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy, you can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304 263 4343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Winnick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us again tonight on Radio TV and YouTube. Jefferson 
at Martinsburg at P.O. Faulkner Park. Game two of the best of three Region 2 Championship Series. Jefferson won yesterday's game with a win tonight. They will advance to the Class AAA Reed, or Class AAA State Championship game or State Championships set for next week at Appalachian Power Park in Charleston. If Martinsburg wins, they'll force a pivotal game three tomorrow at P.O. Faulkner Park. Or excuse me, at Sagerfield at 6 p.m. Uh, but we'll be on the air at 6:35 for the 7 p.m. first pitch tonight um, on radio, TV, and on YouTube. Uh, let's talk some baseball here with a couple minutes we've got left in the in the majors, the Nationals fall to the Dodgers last night not a great game again uh, thought it could have been a, a potential good game but the Dodgers just have too many good bats in their lineup I believe Mookie Betts hit a homer last night Trey Turner hit a homer uh, a lot of stuff going on there but I thought for the Nationals I thought this would have been a good game, good outing for Josiah Gray who faces the team that traded him away last year he only survived three innings five hits seven runs uh, three walks and five strikeouts. Uh, the Nats pitched like six guys in the game last night. Not not good. Uh, they only mustered up. Uh, well, it wasn't actually a bad night. I think they had like ten hits. Caber Ruiz had two hits. Nelson Cruz had two hits. Uh, two walks for Juan Soto. A hit for Cesar Hernandez. Josh Bell with a hit. And then three hits at the very bottom of the lineup for D. Strange Gordon. Uh, but the Nats, uh, just they're pitching couldn't get it done yesterday hate to burst your bubble there spencer on you were hoping that it was going to be a good game but when it's the second best team in baseball which is the dodgers record wise against the second worst team in baseball which is where the nationals currently are it's usually not going to be a uh close game yeah well not good on the uh on the rehab front either as strasburg down at class a fredericksburg last night during his first rehab appearance uh, struck out three batters while walking four. Uh, that was the best part of the outing. I mean, you were right. Hitting-wise, it seemed like a good day. They out-hit the Dodgers. Yeah. They just couldn't outscore them. The, well, Strasburg in his rehab start, he allowed three runs in uh, less than the amount of innings that he wanted to go. I believe he only went uh, two and two-thirds. 61 pitches, 31 for strikes. He topped out at 94, so it's good to see him kind of in his range as he works his way back up. But uh, I don't know if that's going to be as good as I thought it would be to get him back. Uh, The Orioles, they should have won last night is what the topic sheet says. Uh, They lost to the Yankees last night. Uh, But why should they have won? Well, they had the lead several times and couldn't hold on to it. I think it's pretty simple there. But, uh, you know, I mean – Baltimore is trying to build a successful team. The Yankees have a much better team overall, but would have been really nice to take two from them. The momentum has kind of been building with the Adley Rutschman call-up and how they took two from the Rays. So still a chance to do that today for the Orioles. Uh, but you know, starting pitching is going to have to get better, and maybe Grayson Rodriguez is on the rise to come up and help that pitching. Yeah, but when you know... It's 3-0, you come back, make it 5-3, blow that lead, get a 7-6 lead and then blow that, or a 6-5 lead and blow it to lose 7-6. It's frustrating, especially against the Yankees. Sounds like the Capitals. Yeah. Blowing leads. But it's weird. So they play the Yankees today, and it's the last time they play the Yankees until July 22nd because they've already played now four series against them. That is some wacky scheduling. Yep. They haven't played Toronto yet. 
and that's a division team. What is up with this MLB schedule? Maybe They're trying be, to put the Orioles be a at the bottom, man. Coming up as we get to the dog days of summer, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV Ten. Uh, again, tonight, six thirty-five. Cody's Auto Body Countdown to first pitch, seven p.m. First pitch at P.O. Faulkner Park for Game Two between Jefferson and Martinsburg. Martinsburg needs a win. Jefferson could go to States with the sweep. But that'll do it for Colin Nick. I'm Spencer saying so long.